Yes, sir. What is going on, y'all? Happy Friday to everybody. End of the week. Hope y'all had a fantastic one. And welcome to the Coach Cool Podcast for episode number 119, where we are going to switch things up a little bit today. We're going to get away from the Friday discussion for this episode, and I'm going to share an episode on a different podcast where I was a guest, and it was with a company called The Wave Media, and they do social media marketing, content creation, things like that, and a couple of my boys from high school are involved in this initiative. They are all partners in this thing together, and they have their own podcast show where they talk about some similar stuff that I talk about. They talk about um, social media content, all these different things, and they wanted to have me on there. So um, I hopped on there about a month, month and a half ago with them, and I think we covered some pretty cool stuff. So I wanted to share that with you guys today um, to kind of get me on the other side of the mic answering some questions instead of always asking them or giving my opinion or perspective on things. So um, hope you guys enjoy this one. Again, happy Friday. Um, looking forward to you guys hearing this thing and let me know what you guys think. Okay, have a great one. Coach Cool Podcast, episode 119 with the Wave Media Company. Let's get it. Welcome, everybody, to the Wave Media Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, somebody I am extreme. I've been looking forward to talking with for a very long time, and uh, he's a brother of mine, and I'm very fortunate to have him on uh, on here. Uh, his name is John Jakubic, Coach Koob. He, uh, hey, baby. Our relationship started when we met at Catholic Central. He was one of my older brothers, state champion, a leader of men, and... Uh, you know, that's kind of where my relationship started with him. Uh, he moved on to Kalamazoo, played there for played football there for a year, and then transferred to Michigan State University, uh, where he was there for the 2011 to 2014 seasons. Uh, he is currently a lifestyle and fitness coach, where he performs mentorship for many people. Uh, he's also a strength and conditioning coach for the United States Air Force, and he even has his very own podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Coach Koob, how are you today? Doing fantastic, B. That's a that's quite an introduction, and I'm deeply humbled by that. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this thing, man. So thanks for having me on. Certainly, certainly. Um, so for our listeners, kind of give us a background. Who is Coach Koob? Yeah, um, great place to start. So yeah, again, John Jakubic. Uh, born and raised in Plymouth, Michigan, my entire life. Uh, went to Our Lady Good Council grade school, so Catholic school kid, first through eighth grade, and then had the uh, extreme blessing to attend Detroit Catholic Central High School. Um, again, a Catholic high school education. Very fond of that, very thankful for that. And that's where I got to meet Brandon. Uh, my last year in school, but nonetheless, um, a brothership and a, and a friendship that stimulated all the way back then. And uh, kind of moving on, like he mentioned, I went to Kalamazoo College for a year, played some football, played some baseball up there. But uh, I always had my sights set on um, playing ball at a bigger university and against the top-notch competition in the country. So I choose to take a chance on myself a little bit and 
try to walk on at Michigan State University, and I was able to do so through a couple of different connections and also, um, I guess, my own ability as well. But got a chance to play up there for legendary coach Mark D'Antonio, one of the best men I've ever come in contact with in my life, as well as his coaching staff up there. And that really gave me an elite platform to learn from and to grow in and to grow under. And uh, that really accelerated my life. So then I guess once ball was done, um, I had an opportunity to go coach football in Missouri at Missouri Western State University, where I was the wide receivers coach and uh, offensive graduate assistant for them for a season before I moved on to Charlotte, North Carolina. I wanted to try my hand in the strength and conditioning side of athletics. So I took my uh, my skill sets to champion sports performance in Cornelius, North Carolina. They're up by Lake Norman and spent just under two years there uh, before getting an opportunity to go to Ohio State University and work in their weight room and work uh, with their football team there during the 2018 calendar year. And then uh, kind of amongst my completion of my stuff going on up at Ohio State, I um, had an opportunity to come work for the Air Force where I'm currently working and I'm working as a tactical strength and conditioning coach, working with some phenomenal men and women down here in Florida. Um, training them, training them up, and I guess you could say getting them physically ready to go do what they got to do um, to the best of their ability. So that's what I got going on right now. Got my own podcast and website, kind of like um, you guys as well. So a um, long-winded answer right there. I started to ramble a little bit, but it was cool to reflect. And uh, yeah, man, I guess that's a, a little background on John Jakubic. Man, I, I actually forgot that you were a good council crusader. So am I. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Back, brother. I love it. Yes, I love it. All the way. And All I, the way, baby. And I didn't actually know, I, I didn't know too much about your journey subsequent to Michigan State and where you are today, which is, you know, partially the reason why I wanted to pick up the phone and have this conversation. It's such a such yeah. a blessing to have the opportunity to talk with you. So you said you're currently in Florida. Uh, what's yep. life like down there? What brought you there? Like, what, well, you know what? Um, sorry to cut you off, but no, yeah, life in Florida is a lot different than Michigan. Um, you can most certainly say that it's about, uh, 60 degrees and sunny as we speak. And I have the good fortune of living in Destin, Florida, which is right on the water down here in the panhandle of Florida. And, uh, I've always been a beach guy. I've always been a water guy. So when I got this job opportunity to come down here and work for the air force and get to live in a spot like this. It was uh, kind of a no-brainer, and it was also a cool opportunity to shift gears and change demographics in, t- in terms of who I was working with. So um, a challenge to be had, an opportunity to live at the beach. So I said, uh, hell yeah, I'm all in. So, so far, so good down here. Been about a year, and uh, I'm loving it, B. Talk to me about that experience coaching up the guys at the Air Force. Uh, I know you wake up early, way earlier than I do. Uh, share <laughs> yeah. some of your experiences, man. Yeah, so... Um, can't go into too much detail on the on the nitty gritty of it all, but um, I think one of the things that drew me to the opportunity, I had the good fortune at Ohio State to be mentor or mentored, excuse me, by a guy by the name of Riley Ross. And there's some Green Berets that um, they're, they're housed across the street from where I work at, and that's the facility that Riley came from before he came down to Ohio State. So uh, he kind of put the idea in my ear. Of, uh, you know, he knew there was going to be some openings down here and thought it would be a phenomenal learning opportunity, coaching opportunity to get in front of these men and women 
and coach up this demographic and this lifestyle. And um, it was certainly a change at first. I will say that, um, you know, obviously they operate in a certain way at the most elite levels in the entire world. So it was definitely some adjusting at the beginning, but I've adjusted pretty well in my opinion. And um, just getting the opportunity to work with people like this every single day and do uh, something that I love at the same time while working with them. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's been a home run so far. And uh, I really enjoyed it, dude. So something that stuck out to me when we talked last week was uh, how you're really striving to make the most of your time, right? I, you know, I mentioned mm-hmm. that you're getting up early and that means that you're, you're ending your, your typical work day a little bit earlier and you're certainly mm-hmm. making the most of it. Uh, you got the lifestyle and fitness coaching and you have this podcast. So I want to talk about this podcast. I think today is okay. a very, very special day. It is my understanding that you are at 100 episodes to date. Yes, sir. That's that incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. I had a chance to listen to it. You talked about the, the topic was the process. Uh, yep. you, you know, touched a little bit on your journey, uh, the value of, you know, investing your time in things and what you get when you put a great amount of effort into things. So, you know, for those of our listeners that you know aren't necessarily familiar with you, familiar with your podcast, give us a little bit of sneak peek. What was today about? Talk to us about the process and what it means to you. Yeah, man. So this is something that I've been turned on to for a while, and I think it started at Catholic Central, uh, most certainly at Michigan State. And when I got done playing ball, um, Coach John Wooden, you know, m- m- most people know who that is, the legendary UCLA basketball coach. Um, I started to read up on him big time as I was start of uh, uh, sort of getting out of the player role and into the coaching realm. And that was something uh, I had always looked up to. So uh, I kind of dove deep into what he had going on in his mindset and his perspectives behind his coaching philosophy. And the common denominator behind what he had going on was the process. And it was all about controlling the controllables, controlling the moments, and controlling your behaviors that give you the opportunity to win. Because a lot of times, you know, we have an end goal in mind, um, whether it's a win or a loss in a football game, a promotion at work, um, what have you. And we get so enamored by the results of whatever that may look like that we forget what it's going to take to actually obtain that result. And that's what the process is, is day by day, grinding things out, making phenomenal decisions, working with purpose and things along those lines. And if you can do those things, uh, more times than not, you're going to be just fine. And it may not end up um, that the result that you find is exactly what you were hoping for in the beginning, but the things that you find along the way, what you learn about yourself, the relationships that you build, um, that's the stuff that really matters. And that's why I believe so heavily in, I guess, what you'd call um, the quote-unquote process, dude. So let's take a step back. How'd you get into this podcast okay. game? Yep. Yep. Um, I got to shout out my fiance real quick because she kicked me in the butt to do so. Um, you know what? It, it kind of just started on a whim and I love to read. I love to learn. I love to take notes and uh, a job opportunity. I had a lot of time on my hands, uh, more so than I'd ever been used to. So I was getting a little restless. I was probably bugging her a little bit. So one day she just kind of threw it out there. She said, you know, you take all these notes you read all these books, you do all these things. Why don't you actually put it into use and start a blog or start a website or start a podcast? 
And uh, it took me all about three seconds to realize she was probably right. And if I was going to be learning these things that I could put them to good use and share them with the world. So that's kind of how I got the start. I didn't really know what to think of it, what was going to come of it, how I was going to like the process. But um, I guess you could say 100 episodes in, I'm still chugging. I'm loving it uh, more and more every single day. And uh, I guess without that little kick in the butt that she gave me, I wouldn't be doing this stuff right now. But because of it, I'm enjoying it. I'm rocking it out. And it's been a fantastic thing for me so far. That's wonderful. So we talked about, uh, you know, in our previous call, we talked about Gary V and, you know, multiple mm-hmm. types of content. Um, and it seems like every time I open any type of social, I'm seeing you posting new content, right? So is yeah. this podcast your favorite medium for sharing your voice, sharing your message? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think words are extremely powerful. I think emotion is extremely powerful. And I think I've been blessed with phenomenal teachers and parents who kind of taught me how to articulate my words in a, um, in a way that I think gravitates towards people. And I've also been blessed with phenomenal teachers and parents also that have allowed me the opportunity to become a decent writer. So what I try to you know, kind of approach this whole situation is, is I'll write some things down. I'll write some posts. That's how I kind of organize and formulate my thoughts. And once I kind of get that stuff on the paper, that's when the podcast stuff kind of comes to fruition. So um, I, I think it's really important that we take the time to formulate our own opinions on things, seeing things for ourselves, um, obviously appreciate other avenues and stuff like that. But at the same time, you have to stand on your own two feet with a lot of this stuff. And by voicing these things and putting that energy out into the world, I think I think it puts that much more of a responsibility on your shoulders to actually live that stuff that you are preaching. So um, who would I be if I get on there and I say, you know, X, Y, and Z, and I do the complete opposite. Like, um, that, that just doesn't sit too well with me. So I, I see it as an opportunity. Yes. One to uh, hopefully, um, you know, teach others and bring different perspectives to the fold when I present these different ideas. But at the same time, it gives, it, it gives me a phenomenal push to back that stuff up and live it out in my own life. And because of those things, um, I think this past year has been um, pretty damn good in my own eyes because of that push and because of that responsibility I'm placing on myself as a result of putting that energy out into the world. So um, I hope that answers your question. But um, yeah, the podcasting stuff absolutely is my favorite medium to get that stuff out there for sure. Nice, man. So 100 episodes to date. I think that's a good sample size to develop some perspective and give you an opportunity <laughs> yeah. to adequately reflect on the experience so far. What would you say yeah. that it's done for your brand? And, you know, what are you hoping to get out of that experience? I know you touched on that a little bit, but let's dig deeper. Yeah. Um, so I think 100 episodes. And first of all, when, when, when I first started, um, I was more so just doing it as a hobby. And it was just something I like to do. And um, it, it gave me an opportunity to do something with my time that I thought was productive. And it was. But over time, the more episodes I started to record, the more website posts I started to write, I realized the power of our words and how much impact those can have on not only ourselves, but those around us. And I want to start with ourselves first. So 
when you coin something in your own mind and you're thinking it and it's kind of in there, it's all good. But a lot of us have those thoughts. But when you put it down on paper or you voice that out into the world, it takes on a whole different meaning and a whole different way of life for yourself. And I, I think what I have found through this process by doing so is that we all have a voice inside of us. We all have these different opinions and we all have things to say and share from different experiences that we've had, the different education systems that we come up in. Like we all have so much to offer and to give that I think if more people could try to voice their opinions, not maybe not on a podcast or a website, but just have these different conversations and offer up their own perspectives, I think we might see a lot of uh, a lot less clashing and a lot more understanding by having those conversations. And that doesn't mean that when I, you know, tell you something, be you have to take it as your own and you have to apply it to your life. But maybe because of me voicing those things, you have a better understanding of where I come from, about how I operate. And you can see it from my perspective a little bit more. And again, not to accept it, but just to understand it. And now we can move forward and be better and build off that as a result. So um, I guess the underlying thing behind this stuff, again, is that we all have a voice and we all have stuff to offer. And if we can just voice that stuff more often and have these conversations, I think that's going to be a phenomenal start to start to see um, a lot more growth in society and uh, just growth in general, whether it's you know as a person or individually or as groups of people or uh, you know nations or maybe the entire world as well. So um, uh, I, I guess that's where I would kind of go with that, brother. I got you. So. With people of your stature, people that are trying to do what you're doing, which is inspire people, motivate them, challenge them to broaden their horizons and better themselves. Um, you know, as you said, when you're doing this this initiative, these podcasts, you know, you have to breathe life into the words that you're saying. It just it can't it has to be a practice what you preach kind of yep. thing, day in and day out. And I always wonder, uh, with people that are motivational speakers, life coaches. Uh, is that hard day in and day out to always be that person that you're trying to, you know, inspire others to be like, is that, what are some of the challenges that you faced? Yeah, for sure. That's a phenomenal question. Um, you know, what be where it all starts for me is my faith. And again, I kind of go back to my Catholic upbringing, my Christian upbringing. And what I was brought up on is this, is that we were meant to influence others in a positive way. And I was blessed with opportunities where I was able to experience things, witness things, do things that allowed me to be in the presence of people who were doing that. And as a result, I learned how to go about that process that I believe in the right way, which is an open mind, which is seeking truth and things along those lines. And I think because of those blessings and because of all those opportunities, when it comes to me doing this stuff, this is just me speaking my truth, who I am, how I found success, um, and just voicing that stuff. So to me, I think when people maybe get burnt out from it or you know they kind of get tired from it, I think maybe that comes from a place of, um, I don't want to call it fakeness, but almost just doing it for the clout or trying to get recognition from it or this, that, or the other. But if it's coming from a place of sincerity, of genuineness, um, and things like that. I, I think that's a well that's never going to run dry. And if you can really find out who you are by being self-aware and challenging yourself and being open-minded 
and things along those lines. Um, you know what? I, I would say the, quite the opposite of getting tired of it. It, it kind of breathes life into me and I can't get enough of it. Cause I think, um, again, I've been so blessed to see how that stuff can articulate and make positive impacts on people. Um, because I was one of those people at one point in time and I still am, but I think now I have some things to offer that can benefit people in the way that I found benefit from it back then. Um, so no, I really don't get tired. I don't see many challenges from it, but I think the one thing I would say in terms of maybe if you want to see it as a challenge is people just disagreeing with you, but you're going to find that anywhere and that's all good. But again, it goes back to speaking your truth. And if you're being genuine about what you're saying and how you're going about things, um, it's going to be all good at the end of the day. So um, that's where it starts for me. That's where it ends for me. And that's where I kind of find that drive day in and day out when I'm doing this stuff. Man, you make me want to strap on the shoulder pads and get back at it again like I'm 18 <laughs> years old. <laughs> Probably wouldn't make yeah, it through nice. a quarter. Hey, man, it don't matter. If it's one player the whole damn game, I, I, what would we do to go back and do that stuff, right? Man, no but doubt. You're not kidding. No you're doubt. not kidding. So you talked about influences. Who influences you? And I'm sure that, I'm sure that based on the podcast of yours that I've listened to, some of them are guests that you've had on. But overall, who, yeah. are, who are the people that influence you? Yeah, for sure. It, it, it most assuredly goes back to my parents growing up. And I can vividly remember my dad um, telling me and my brothers that, that no matter what we did, it was all about the effort that we put in to whatever entity we're doing. It's not necessarily about the result, but it's about what you put into it. And if you can live with yourself in terms of the effort that you put in, and you can also live with the result of that, whether it's a win or a loss, a good grade, a bad grade, whatever the case may be. Um, and that kind of goes back to that process-minded approach that we talked about a little bit earlier as well. But that's definitely where it started for me. And again, I keep going back to the blessings that I was able to find. But that's what my parents preached to me and my brothers. And then I was also able to be in environments like Catholic Central and Michigan State and different work environments that believe in those very things. And I think it would have been different if maybe those things would have been preached and I wouldn't have found good results or I wouldn't have ended up in a good spot. But um, I did. I did. And, you know, whether it was at CC, uh, with the education, with the teachers, with the coaches, um, you know, winning a state championship by taking that approach, then going on to Michigan State uh, with Coach D'Antonio preaching that stuff, Coach Manny, our head strength and conditioning coach. Um, preaching that stuff when we found success there. Like, that's just where it's always started for me was with my parents. Um, and then I guess kind of those people that I mentioned along the way, you know, we were able to be coached by Coach uh, Tom Mack, legendary Michigan high school football coach. Yes, sir. Uh, one of the best to ever do it. Um, coach Justin Sasante, uh, kicking my butt every single day in practice and hating it. But, um, you know, realizing once it was all said and done that he was looking out for my best interest and I'm forever indebted to the influence that he had on me. Um, you know, Coach D'Antonio, for sure, at school. Coach Manny, I want to give him a shout-out to our head strength and conditioning coach at Michigan State, the culture driver, um, one of the best men I've ever encountered in my entire life as well, in addition to Coach D. And there's one thing that Coach Manny always told us, and it wasn't too often, but when he did, it always stuck with me. And it was this, he always told us that we have enough phenomenal doctors in this world. We have enough phenomenal football players. We have enough phenomenal this, that, or the other. But what we need more of are phenomenal men, 
phenomenal fathers, phenomenal brothers, phenomenal sons. And that always spoke heavy to me because that just means as a person at your core, you're doing the right things for the right reasons and you're working your butt off to make that happen. And if you can do that, if you can do that, then again, more times than not, you're going to be just fine. So um, it's just men like that that I've always had in my life that were reiterating the fact of the things that my parents taught me growing up. And um, for sure, my friends along the way as well. I mean, I could rattle off 20 of them right now that have, um, you know, I would take a bullet for at this moment. But um, there's too many people to list, but I think it just goes back to um, being put in those situations and being blessed to have them. And as a result, I guess I'm where I'm at today. So um, I had to do my part as well. I guess I can't hold myself up with that. I had to do my part as well to take advantage of that stuff. But um, without those other pieces, um, there's no shot I'd be where I'm at today either. Be Phenomenal men. Wow. Yeah. I'm so yep. glad you Phenomenal said men. that because when you were talking about, when you touched on Coach Mack and you touched on Coach Sasante, um, what I was thinking the entire time you were saying that is they were teaching us how to be men. And mm -hmm. when, you know, Coach Sasante is a hard ass and like, yep. it was everything he did was with a purpose. And you yep. obviously had, you know, a lot more exposure to some fun, some of the best coaches in the country. Um, yeah. But that was, that was for me, being around those guys, those coaches at Catholic Central, that is really, to this day, I look back on it and I look at all the blessings in my life and I know that had I not had those experiences, I, I would be a shell of the man that I am today. I'm not saying I'm for anything sure. special, but I am so incredibly thankful for the fact for that sure. they put that investment, made that sacrifice in us to help us get to this point. And like you said, a lot of uh, personal sacrifice and personal commitment is involved, but it takes a village to raise a man. And mm -hmm. uh, I think we are certainly better for having those people in our lives. And, uh, you know, thinking about your favorite guests, I don't know who your favorite guests are. That might be a tough one for you to answer, but one of mine was that Coach Sasante podcast that you had. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're asking what? <laughs> yeah, who's some of your favorite? favorite yeah, give me some of your yeah. favorite guests. Yeah, let's hurt. For, let's hurt some sure. feelings. For sure. So, um, you know, I've had a lot of my boys on there. Um, I've had a lot of really special people on there. Well, well, one of my very best friends in my life is AJ Troop, and AJ was put into my life my first year at Michigan State. Um, played football together, wide receivers together, and. Uh, he grew up, or not grew up, but he lived right across the hall from me in the dorm. And we connected immediately. And the influence that he's had on me, first and foremost, the um, resurgence that he showed during his football career towards ACL three times. And my man's came back every single time stronger and better than ever. Um, so to watch a dude kind of go through that stuff um, was eye-opening and really inspiring to me. And we certainly connected over that. Um, you know, AJ is a very different person than I am as well. And I think he was one of the very first people to open up my eyes to a lot more than what I was used to growing up in Plymouth, Michigan, you know, kind of middle-class for the most part, uh, white town, same thing with CC, you know, so it's, it's just an all boys, white Catholic high school, like just kind of just, just everyone around's pretty much the same. and. Again, there's nothing wrong with that, but the world is 
a lot more than just that as well. So um, taking those things that I learned at those different spots and now I'm applying them to a diverse situation like I was at Michigan State, um, it was kind of a tough transition. But AJ was the guy that opened my eyes to these different perspectives and stuff like that. Um, so having him on was really special for me. And he's meant so much. He's going to be in my wedding here um, coming this summer. Looking forward to having him a part of that experience as well. Um, but, man, you really are putting me on the spot. I guess the most recent one that I just had was my boy Benny Fowler, um, who just wrote his first book. He's playing in the NFL. I was saying why I'd receiver this and that. But um, the fact that he took a year and a half out of his life to put his thoughts and his ideas um, and stuff along those lines into a book and use his words um, to influence and to um, inspire others. We got a chance to talk about that for about 45 minutes and that really revved me up. So, um, you know, I, I, I guess those two would certainly be the highlights that I can think of off the top. But again, so many different people um, that I've had on there that I've had the chance to not only talk to, but learn from throughout this process has been absolutely spectacular. So, um, I'm gonna go with those two and I'm sure as soon as this thing is posted, I'm going to get a lot of text saying, what the hell? I wasn't your favorite, but, um, you know what? It's all good, but you can't appease everybody. So it's all good. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I think that, uh, you know, I did put you on the spot there. That's a tough question to answer. And, uh, <laughs> it's all good. you know, I speak for John when he when I say that he loves all of you and all of you brought something <laughs> incredible to the table. And I know that the I haven't had a chance to listen to every single one yet. I'm working through it, but uh, I know that I'm definitely getting a lot out of these um, these podcasts that I've tuned in on. So thank you for sure. Um, so tell us a little bit about your following. Who's tuning into your podcast? Yeah, man. Um it's been pretty cool. So at first it was, you know, pretty much just family and friends. Um, but the more I kind of learned about the game, um, the more I started to play the game a little bit more too. So, you know, obviously I want to have people that I can learn from and stuff on these Friday discussions, but at the same time, I want to have people on there that are different from me. So when they share with their friends and family, I'm reaching more diverse populations and people that I'm not in contact with this, that, or the other. So, um, you know, I, I've got people all across the, the country tuning in. I've got a couple cool um, or had a couple cool people message me saying, hey, you know, I don't know you, but I came across your podcast and, you know, X, Y and Z really spoke to me. So I appreciate that. And uh, just things like that. And I think that's why I do this stuff is obviously to impact the people that I know. But with technology and the Internet and these different platforms that are afforded to us, like you never know, um, you know, how your story and your words and your things are going to affect others that you've never met before in your entire life. And uh, so I, I would say, um, you know, again, people across the country, but at the same time, I don't really know because not too, uh, too, too much statistics are out with this podcasting thing yet. It's still a relatively new entity. So um, I kind of see, how many listens I get per episode and things along those lines. But in terms of who and where um, I'm kind of kept in the dark on that, which you know what is cool. Cause at the end of the day, I see it as this be like, if there aren't that many stats out there and you can kind of um, hone in on certain populations, like I think the real will, 
will rise to the top and the best will rise to the top. And um, I look forward to that challenge. And I think that's one of the things I love about it as well. So, um, but yeah, in terms of population, that's what I'm kind of rocking with right now. And it's been really cool so far, man. So you may not know, you know, exactly everyone that is tuning into your podcast, people that are having the opportunity to listen to the words that you're saying and apply it to their life. But when it comes to the lifestyle and fitness coaching, I think that you have mm-hmm. a pretty good clue of who you're helping out and when you're helping them. So let's talk yes. about your experiences down in Florida, um, you know, the origins of that and, you know, your methodology as a lifestyle and fitness coach. Right. So um, this thing is still kind of churning. I work with some people here and there, which has been fantastic. Um, but I, I've got to be a little selective about this stuff. Um, just because I don't want to put myself in a situation or put somebody else in a situation that I don't feel like I could bring aid in. So what I'm really trying to hone in on right now is obviously the strength and conditioning around. So people trying to get back in shape, um, people who need, um, you know, kind of help in that regard. But at the same time, um, also people who are looking for a lifestyle change, maybe they've been sedentary for a while, or, um, they're struggling in 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 a relationship or, um, their work's tough and they're trying to find a different outlet. Um, just things along those lines, because I truly believe that no matter who we are, how old we are, how young we are, experienced we are, whatever, we all need a coach in different realms of our life. So maybe it is in the strength and conditioning realm. Maybe it is in the relationship realm. Maybe it is in the job realm. And to kind of break down your ego and your pride and to ask for help in those realms is what I'm trying to get people to do because I do it, you know, just because I kind of label myself as, and that's something I kind of do on the side. doesn't mean that I have it all figured out. I ask for help and I seek help from different quote unquote coaches or mentors or people in different realms um, because I recognize a need there and that I don't have it all figured out. Um, And that's what I'm just trying to do for other people. So, you know, again, it could be a lifestyle change, it could be the strength and conditioning phase, which I think I bring a lot of value in. Um, and a couple of people that I've worked with just find somebody that they can talk to, somebody that can get some things off their chest, kind of have a neutral party involved in a certain situation. And uh, I feel like I've done a pretty good job of bringing benefit to those people's lives. So that's what I'm kind of rocking with right now. And uh, it's been so far so good. And I, I, I've really been enjoying that process so far, brother. Do you have a like a blueprint that you you've created and you follow or is every single person that you know you're reaching is is it a different approach? Yeah, for sure that's a phenomenal question. And at first I did I kind of not, not not a template but I kind of had a uh, a rough idea of how I wanted to attack each person. But the more I tried to do that with these different people, the more I realized how really drastically different we all are and how you have to approach different situations and different peoples in different ways for whatever reason. And I found that when I did have this blueprint, I was trying to almost just stick to that and and make that work however means necessary. But I quickly realized that's not how it works, or at least that's not how I found that it works. So when I go into these situations, the first thing I try to do is just listen. I have a couple of different questions that I want to ask to get a little background on what they got going on. But then I listen and then I ask more questions. I'm going to respond. I listen again, then I ask more questions. So I just keep digging and digging and digging till I find out some answers that I think are going to help us move forward. And that's how I choose to attack the situations because um, (laughs) 
so far what I've found is people just want an ear to talk to, somebody that can understand them or just sit there and quite literally listen. So um, every client's been different. Every person's been different, but that's been the really cool part. And that's been really challenging. Um, but again, I feel like regardless of who I've been working with, we've been able to work some some things out and they've been uh, able to move forward in a much better way than when they first came to me. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I rock that out, dude. You mentioned listening and focusing on being a good listener, which I think is a an undervalued trait. It seems as though uh, rather than listening, people most of the time are simply waiting for their turn to talk. Um, mm. Is having that that you know listening mentality something that comes natural to you, or did you have to work at it? Yeah, um, you know what? For whatever reason, I've always been a big listener. I think growing up, but and I still am by nature. I think I, I, I'm a I'm a little bit of an introvert, so I love to just sit in a room and listen to people. I love to be in a group and when everyone else is chattering, I'll just shut up and open up my ears and. I think first and foremost, the reason I've always been like that is because, again, for whatever reason, um, I was just taught to listen and to mind yourself and focus on yourself and open up to your ears to other people and learn from them. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think I've always been a pretty good listener and I've tried to see things from other people's perspectives and angles. And that's something I certainly got better at over time. But, um, no, I think that's kind of come innately to me and uh i'm sure so glad that it did because um yeah i don't know it's benefited me so far and um uh, that's how i think i learned the most is from listening so it's it's done me well so far man and i think that it, it truly opens doors for you to have an impact on others so i'm going to put you on the spot again and okay. uh you don't have to name any names if you don't want to, but I want to know how you've okay. helped others. Can you share some success stories with us? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one kind of comes to mind and um, it kind of came in a strength and conditioning realm where um, the person wasn't too confident in how they were looking. And as a result of that, they were approaching different aspects of their life and a little bit more timid, a little more um, defensive, a little more. Um, I don't think scared is the right word, but just self-confidence was, was certainly an issue due to the physical stature of this person. And uh, so we really honed in on that physical nature of it. And when I first started working with this client, um, you know, whatever their personality was at the start, it is what it is. But as soon as we started to see those pounds fall off a little bit and their, uh, the, the, their physique change for the better, um, I, I'm talking about quite literally a blossoming flower, somebody who barely talked, who didn't want to look me in the eye, um, gave me one, two word responses to any question in the entire world I could have possibly asked them. And then once these things started to, um, kind of happen for them, I mean, the personality just blossomed and it was really cool to see. And I kind of get emotional thinking about it because again, I've been so blessed with people who have pushed me in these different ways to allow for uh, me to be in good shape or to have good relationships or to be educated. And I, I think a lot of people out there just were never afforded those opportunities. And when they get them, um, wow, the sky is the limit. And it's really cool to be that person that kind of allows them to see that light. But 
Um, that's why I'm really heavy. I guess I'm not judging people because you don't know where they come from. You don't know the context of their lives. And, uh, and yeah, man, that's just kind of one success story, I guess. And there's a few other ones that I'm sort of thinking about right now, but I think that's the first one. And it shows how much aspect of your life, even if everything else is going pretty well, if you can improve one pillar of your life, that tends to flow over into the other cups of your life as well. So, um, so yeah, man, that, that, that's one that really sticks. I'm really proud to be a part of. So as you were saying that, I was reflecting on a poem that we were given as young men, and that's the man in the glass. And, uh, you know, the short of it is, you know, nothing matters if you're not proud of the man or the woman or anything in between uh, mm. when you're looking in the mirror, right? And you right. are seeking to help people to be proud of who they are when they look in the mirror. And that's what's so special to me. That's what it inspired me to you know, want to connect with you and give you a call today and share your voice with our listeners, whoever they may be. Um, and I think that's incredible. Uh, so I want to, I want to kind of shift gears here. Let's talk about the future of okay. coach Coop, man. I know that you're okay. kicking off this lifestyle and fitness coaching. You are neck deep in podcast episodes, and I hope that we make it to podcast a hundred, but uh, let's talk about the future of coach Coop. What, what you got in store, man? Yeah, man. So, um, to be completely honest, I'd never been one to kind of look five, 10, 15 years down the road. Um, because I think it goes back to just living in the present and obviously making good decisions and thinking about what you want moving forward. But, um, as far as a career, I'm still not completely sure what I want to do is the end entity. But what I do know is that I want to continue to influence people for the better and to be around people that want to do the same. So maybe it's starting my own gym. Maybe it's starting my own company um, that allows for that in some type of way. Maybe it's, um, you know, maybe I'll go work in a sales role and kind of do that as my main gig. Then on the side, I'll continue this podcast stuff and this coaching stuff or whatever. But um, regardless of what I choose to do, I can guarantee you that um, influence and purpose and positivity and challenge and perspective will be involved. Because again, I think that's what we should all be striving for. And if we all can find a way to strive for those things, I think the world's going to be a lot better place. And if we can bring our collective experiences and perspectives together to do so, um, that's when some magic's going to happen. So um, I would love to say I'm going to be <laughs> the goal is to be the president of the United States one day or fly to Mars. But you know what, man? Uh, whatever God has in store for me, I'm game. And uh, as long as I can keep doing the right things for the right reasons, I think I'm going to end up in a great spot. So um, I think the we'll, the humility we'll kind of that goes. I got you. Sorry for cutting you off there. I think the no, humility please. in that answer is uh, what's so satisfying. Being on the other side of the mic here, seeing a guy that is really trying to help others, but isn't too proud to say, "I don't have it all figured out." And yeah. I know that I you have certain things that are in your hands. But the rest, you're you're comfortable and willing to leave the rest to God, and you're you're more than happy leaning on your faith to help you get there. So that's truly inspiring to me. Thanks, Dave. Of course, uh, I've had you on for a little while here. I feel like I could talk to you all day, but I know it's a it's a work night or a school night, as we used to say. 
And uh, so <laughs> no I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go soon here, but not until you answer one question. Any guest that we okay. have has to answer one question, so you're not getting off the hook. Are you ready? All right. I'm ready, baby. Let it rip. Come on. All right. Coach Koob, what are you thankful for today? First and foremost, my health. And um, you know what? I do a gratitude journal every time I go to bed at night. And I, I don't know when this thing is going to air, but um, with the passing of a man, Kobe Bryant yesterday, and seeing a man that kind of seemed invincible in some ways with all the things that he's accomplished and the things that he does and the way that he goes about his business. Um, and seeing him kind of go out like that really put things into perspective for me. And I think the reasoning that so many people, regardless of who you are, where you come from, quite literally across the entire world, um, were so hurt by that situation and obviously still are, is that we see how a dude like that lived his life, which was maximizing every moment. He maximized his skill sets. He loved his family. He just lived life the right way. And I think we're all affected by that because in some sort of capacity, uh, we feel a little bit guilty for maybe not living our lives like he was. So I think that's the commonality, in my opinion, with that stuff. So this morning when I woke up and I was still kind of thinking about that stuff that really hit home with me and I immediately turned that into a sense of gratitude because I did wake up today. I do have an opportunity to make a difference. I have a beautiful fiance. I have a wonderful family. I have a working job. I have so many things going for me. And I think coming from a place of gratitude, no matter what entity we're in, um, is always going to put the proper perspective in the right place. And uh, so I guess just waking up and having the ability to have these different influences and talk to people like you today is most assuredly what I'm thankful for today, especially with the way things went uh, went down yesterday. So um, just thankful for people like you, thankful for my health, thankful for everything I got in my life, man. And, uh, you know, I hope I can maintain that perspective for a long time. I love it. I know this is a cop-out, but, uh, you know, to answer that question for myself, I'm definitely thankful that we yeah. had the opportunity to have you on the podcast today. Um, you know, I'm happy that you brought up Kobe Bryant because it's it's at top of mind for me as well. I uh, It's hard to put into words exactly how that makes you feel, especially when you don't have a personal relationship with the person. But, mm -hmm. uh, man, we grew up watching him. And, mm -hmm. you know, he was a killer. But... It was a killer. That, that mentality, yeah. I think that there's a lot to be said for that and a lot to gain from, you know, looking back on his past and trying to learn uh, from from him in regards to just how who, how he became who he was. Uh, so yeah. thank you so much for bringing that up. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I uh, Again, I can't thank you enough. I, I wish you nothing but success. And uh, I really hope that this is uh, just the start of an opportunity for us and the Wave Media team to continue to uh, develop a rapport with you and uh, we can both share in our successes together. No doubt, baby. And I really appreciate the opportunity. This was actually the first time that I've been on the opposite end of a podcast interview. So I was a little nervous for how I did. I may have blacked out during some answers. I don't know. But I really enjoyed the process, B. I'm really excited to see what you guys have in store moving forward with this whole situation. And 
Um, obviously, knowing you, I know nothing but the best is going to come of it. So appreciate you. Appreciate the whole team. And uh, let's keep this thing rocking, baby. My man. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of our listeners. We truly appreciate you. Uh, that's it for today's podcast. We hope you have a blessed week. Take care. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode and just listening to the podcast in general. It means the absolute world to me that you guys choose to take time out of your day and your busy lives to listen to me and the perspectives that I offer and the challenges that I give out and the conversations with the guests that I have on this show. And I very much hope it's bringing some sort of value into your life and you're finding benefit from these conversations and from these perspectives. And if you are one of those people, whether you've listened once or you've listened to all the episodes, um, I'm going to ask you right now if you feel so compelled to leave a rating and to leave a review, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or however you choose to listen to this show. Um, I would very much appreciate that because that's how growth happens. That's how I can continue to learn and um, understand this thing from your guys' ears, not just my mouth, but make this thing more of a two-way street. And the more ratings and the more reviews we get, the bigger growth we can find and the more people we can reach with this thing as well. So um, again, if you feel so compelled, if you feel like this thing has brought value, I would very much appreciate that. Okay. Um, But with that, I'm going to leave you guys for the day. And as always, I really, really appreciate you guys and God bless. Coach Coop.